Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's still really me, damn it. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real Show, episode number 679 for February 16th, 2023. This is your WWE Elimination Chamber preview and predictions edition of SRTU. I am one after the show. I am Jeff Peck. Joined every single week by my co-host, the one only Dr. Trey Franklin. Dr. Trey, we have one more stop until WrestleMania, my friend. Yeah, and, and thank God it's not one of those rest stops off of uh, I-95 in Connecticut because they overcharge you for everything up there. It's ridiculous. I remember but, flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, there's always like uh, Mickey D's in there, right? Um, so I guess that's probably where the money's going towards. Well, so there's one. I remember there's one, and, and this has been a few years because I've been off the road for a little while, but there's one outside of Stanford heading up towards Bridgeport. It had a sit-go attached to it, and... A bottle of water. This is probably four years ago, five five years ago. A bottle of water, four fifty. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But uh, it was the only place you could stop between, you know, Stam or Stanford and uh, or Stanford and in Bridgeport, pretty much. Yeah, and that's a pretty large distance, to be honest with you. At least for the state of Connecticut. Like, if you're looking for fuel, that's what you got to do. Is you got to stop at one of those places. They they get you every time, Doctor Troy. Oh yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. But other than that, man, like if that's not if if we're on our final stop before WrestleMania and I don't have to stop in 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 that part of Connecticut, I'm happy. So we're, we're I'm good to go, man. I we're I'm fired up for Elimination Chamber because I have no idea what's going to happen, which means Jeff's going to beat me in predictions again. If we are uh, we are at the final stop for WrestleMania, lots of stuff is up in the air, which is a good thing for professional wrestling. Like you don't want. You don't want things to be easily predictable, right, Doctor Trey? So, I mean, this is this is a good thing right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, how many for years? But I mean, pre Triple H reign, you and I would sit here and all of our predictions would match, and people just thought that we were just agreeing for the sake of agreeing. And you know, the last few months, you know, last few PLEs or pay per views or whatever you want to call them, like you've been able to, we've been able to have like disagreements on what we think was going to happen because. It is kind of up in the air and, and, you know, it's not so uh, obvious to everybody who's going to win heading into the next next shows. So let's let's just jump to one of the first stories here, because I have down that there are uh, reportedly five matches, quote, locked in 
for WrestleMania 29 right now. Um, According to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, there are currently five locked-in matches, one which features John Cena. Cena is reportedly locked in for a match against Austin Theory, although no word whether or not that'll be for the United States Championship as, you know, Elimination Chamber has a big match this Saturday for the United States title. Um, of course, two of the WrestleMania 39 main event matches have been recently confirmed on TV. Cody Rhodes challenging Roman Reigns, or I should say the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, and Rhea Ripley competing against Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, we'll find out on Saturday who will be taking on Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 39. Uh, but right there, it is um, at least three matches. And then the fourth one that they're counting in this report is the Bianca Belair match, which... You know, they're not saying which the match is quite yet. So then finally, the fifth match that's currently set for WrestleMania will feature Ronda Rousey. Um, It is expected that she will team up with Shayna Baszler to challenge for the Women's Tag Team Championship, which should be held by Io Sky and Dakota Kai Damage Control by WrestleMania 39. There's a bunch of other matches right now that are currently rumored. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. I would say those two that I just mentioned are pretty much locks. And then Sami Zayn teaming up with Kevin Owens to challenge on the challenge the Usos for the tag team titles, but that is not locked in right now. So five locked in matches: Cena, Theory, um, Rhodes, Reigns, Ripley, Flair, Bianca Belair's match, which I don't know why that was considered in there. Rousey, Baszler taking on Damage Control. Thoughts on the reported locked in matches right now, Doctor Trey? Why do you do Ronda and Baszler against damage control when they're both heels? Like that, that to me is one that doesn't make sense. Now I, I fully expect Ronda and Shayna to challenge somebody for the tag belts, but you know, there's been, we, we saw Lita, you know, in, in, at the, 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 the cage match with uh, Becky and Bailey. So why don't we pull Trish in? We do a six woman tag and do, you know, Becky, Lita and Trish against damage control and then let Rhonda and Shayna challenge Raquel and Liv for the tag belt or some, but you know, something else where you get good guy against bad guy. I don't though that, that one boggled my mind a little bit. The rest of the stuff made sense, but to have Rhonda and Shayna who are heels wrestle other heels for tag belts. I mean, is really anybody going to pay attention to that match or is that going to be the bathroom break on the card? See, it's funny that you say that because I actually like your idea. I think Lita and Trish, Alita, Trish, Liv, and Raquel get added to this one because heel versus heel, while Triple H is certainly not afraid to do that, we've seen that plenty of times during his reign as yeah. the booker of, of WWE right now, that does not make sense for a WrestleMania card for sure. Yeah, and then, you know, getting Lita and Trish, I mean, we always like to have our, you know, our nostalgia Every now and then on WrestleMania, see you know Stone Cold, whether it's The Rock appearances by The Rock or Hogan or whatever, you know you get Lita and Trish kind of pulled in for a WrestleMania match with Becky against Damage Control. That makes a lot of sense to me. Plus, if you look at Liv Morgan, unless you think Liv's winning Elimination Chamber, the woman went bell to bell in the Rumble. Wouldn't you want to feature her in a better, uh, more high-profile spot heading into WrestleMania? to capitalize on your rumbles experience. So that's how I would put it together. But once again, I'm just a lowly wrestling manager on the independent circuit. Uh, Dr. Trey, why aren't we getting Ronda versus Becky? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, that's to me, that would, that's, is that, the money do you want to see that? I do like that's, I mean, how many, I mean, the, the Ronda Becky promos from 
you know, a couple years ago where she kept calling uh, Rhonda, what she was, uh, Ronnie, creepy Ronnie. I love, I love that stuff. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's because they're trying to move Rhea and Bianca into, like, I don't know. I mean, do you put Rhea and Bianca on the same level as Becky and Charlotte yet? Or are they still like a notch below? Because if you're trying to get them all in the same playing field, Hey, this WrestleMania makes sense. We'll save Becky and Rhonda for next year. But with Rhonda's schedule being the way it is, how many times can you keep putting stuff off? Because she may go away for two years and then you may lose your window. So I just don't understand not capitalizing on it now. But Becky Rhonda might overshadow Bianca versus whoever her opponent is, or might overshadow Charlotte and Rhea. So maybe that's why they're not doing it this year, just because they don't want to overshadow the two women's title matches. You know what I've come to find out over the last five to seven years with this women's revolution in WWE, they do a really good job of delivering on the title matches that you want to see in the women's division. But unlike the men's division, right? Like I immediately think of WrestleMania 31 when we got Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Like we've always talked about that, said match is the quote wrestling fans match. There's no title on the line. It's just two guys that you really like to watch perform in the ring and go at it. And uh, that is the wrestling fans match. Orton Rollins is one. Uh, Orton AJ Styles from a couple years ago is another from WrestleMania 35 that comes to mind. Um, They have not figured that out yet for the women's division, Dr. Trey, because it just seems like they do the two title matches. All right, check. Then they do the women's tag team title match, which is usually like this mix mosh of three or four different teams. Check. But they're not giving us a right now, right? This Becky versus Ronda match, no title. Maybe they go the direction of Becky versus Lita, no title, or Bailey versus Lita, no title. But I'm they, they haven't done it yet. And I'm thinking they pulled the trigger on it this year because... The Bailey Becky Lynch road to WrestleMania is a total question mark right now. Yeah, I mean, but do you have anybody in the women's division where you look at it and go, I love watching her wrestle and perform regardless of titles? Like, I don't know. Becky, Asuka. <clears throat> I mean, Asuka, yeah. So, Bianca. Like, Bianca's one. Um, but, you know, like we used to talk about, like a lot of people said that about Sasha Banks. We don't have Sasha anymore. But, you know, Becky has good matches. Bianca has good ma- Bianca is one of the, like that workhorse person. Asuka, it kind of depends on who her opponent is. Like some people can't handle like her flurry, that little flurry she does with kicks in the back in the backhand punches. So, like, I don't, I, I think if you did it this year, like some of those other ma- matches you mentioned were ones you looked at and went, this is going to be a, grand, a fantastic match, but it was it's, it still wasn't our marquee match. Now, if you did Becky and Ronda this year, I still think fans would go, yeah, I want to see that match more than the women's title matches. So I think that's why they're still trying to, like you said, they're still trying to sort it out and figure it out more than anything else as, hey, who's, that, who's the most over woman in the division? that we can put her anywhere on the card and she's going to have a fantastic match, either help elevate somebody, put on a great, you know, filler match somewhere early in the card, you know, whatever it is. But but this is we not a one-night WrestleMania anymore. That's yeah. why I think it's so much more 
meaningful by having just a Bailey versus Becky, just for argument's sake, match on there with no title than seeing Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Like, Logan Paul has impressed the crap out of me, and he's very athletic, but you take a step back, and it's like, wow, this guy is getting more than likely a Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania. What would I prefer? I would prefer to see Becky versus Ronda, no title. Becky versus Bailey, no title. Bailey versus Lita, no title. Like, they just haven't gotten there yet. I think when you have two nights, Dr. Trey, it's totally fine to give us a Becky-Bailey match because why why not give us a match with no title with the women than give us something that makes zero sense at the time? I, I think part of it is just timing and trying to fit everything in right, where, like, you... We have two women's title matches, obviously probably the tag team title match. Um, and then, like, I still think if you if you pull, like, switch the belts off of Dakota and Io, put them on Liv and Raquel, and then you can do Liv and Raquel against Shayna and Ronda, and then do the six-person tag, and then you can kind of break stuff up. Um, you know, I go back to the pandemic era WrestleMania, you know, when you had Seth and Kevin Owens, which was just a few, no title really on the line. Yep, there's another one, yep. You know, and then they had another match similar to that on the opposite night. Like, you want to have that great wrestling match, but when you talk about Rondas or Beckys or Baileys, like you also don't want those man those matches to be more over with the crowd than your title matches. So you want to find something that you can slot in below that and give the wrestling fans. Like you mentioned, Seth and Logan Paul. I still think WWE looks at Logan Paul as an attraction that. Logan Paul is going to draw more casual fans to the table than a Becky Bailey match. And so in their minds, that slots higher than yeah. Becky and Bailey. I don't disagree with you. That's sad. I don't, but I don't disagree with you. Yeah. So, um, but, and then also, and depending on the elimination chamber and who you pick, that could be Seth versus Logan for the U S title. True. Yeah. It very well could be as well. Um, I also want to make mention here that there are at least a two matches that I assumed Dr. Trey, and they still could, or at least one of them still could, that I assumed was going to be happening at WrestleMania 39. Lashley versus Lesnar takes place this Saturday at Elimination Chamber, and Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn and Rhea takes place this Saturday as well at Elimination Chamber. The tag team match, mixed tag team match, will not be happening at WrestleMania because Rhea won the Royal Rumble. But Lashley, Lesnar, to me, seemed like the slam dunk direction they were going to go. So at least two of the announced five matches that we'll cover later on the podcast was an assumptions that I think the both of us, I got to take a look here, had as matches for WrestleMania. I'm actually opening up as we speak. Let me see here. You had Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar on your WrestleMania 39 card predictions. And you had Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I, yeah. I had Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn and Rhea Ripley on there. And I had Gunther versus Brock Lesnar on my match card. But I would have been in that same vein where if you said, nope, they're not going to go that direction. They're going to go Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I'd go, okay, that makes total sense. So you got two of these assumed WrestleMania matches taking place on Saturday. We know the direction of Finn and we know the direction of Rhea, I should say. But talk a little bit about Lashley, Lesnar, Edge, Beth Phoenix, Finn. What do you think their road to WrestleMania looks like right now, coming out of Elimination Chamber, pre-pay-per-view? So I, I still think you could get Le Lesnar, Gunther, or Gunther, however you want to pronounce it. 
they can still go because I'm trying in my head trying to figure out like who do I not have a dance partner for like who makes sense in this world uh Lesnar Gunther makes a lot of sense especially if you try to build Gunther up but then how many times can you have Brock taking losses um the stuff with MVP and the Hurt business is that tie into Lashley like where does that go um Lashley's the hard one for me to pick because I can look at Edge and Finn and just go hey they're gonna have one final match one final blow off at Wrestlemania between just Edge and Finn you know Beth's out of the equation because she's you know basically retired part-time Rhea's got her own thing so you could do Edge and Finn that's a dance match or dance partners I just like right now with Lashley unless you do Lashley Lesnar four at Mania because Cedric and Shelton get involved or the, or Omos gets involved. Like, I just don't know where you go, um, with that. So, I mean, unless you do, no, like I'm trying to figure out my head, I'm like laying these matches out. I'm like, okay, we're probably gonna get Drew and Sheamus versus the Vikings at mania. I don't think that's happening now. I just don't know where there's rumors of Sheamus and, uh, Drew in a triple threat with Gunther. See, I, I Sheamus and Gunther, I, I want to see that match again. So I you don't just, want Drew, you don't want Drew in there though, because if Drew wins, he's the Intercontinental Champion. Doesn't that feel like a step down for Drew? Well, we've had that before with Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, right? Well, Miz. Look, you look at their size, and although yes, you have a much bigger champion now, I still I figure I'm trying to figure out where like the Braun Strowman because Strowman and Gunther never had their one on one match. So, and that was something that was teased for a while, but then all of a sudden you got Braun and Ricochet in a tag team. So, this is one of those years where I feel like the upper cards pretty kind of easy and semi clear, and the mid cards going to be after Chamber. We'll we'll get a breakdown and we'll see where everything's going over the next six weeks. Yeah, I mean, how many surprises do you think pop up here in the next six weeks? A lot. That's a, once again, like I'm just trying, like in my head, I, I still I. To me, I still think they're going to do something with Trish, Lita. Like, you just don't have Lita randomly come out if she's not in your plans for something bigger. Yeah, yeah, and, and reportedly Trish was backstage at Monday's Raw. Yeah, so, like, I just don't think you do something with that unless there's something bigger. Um, uh, Jeff, what if they do Austin versus Lesnar? Like, that's a possibility. Well, I mean, there's part of me. And this kind of bleeds a little bit into Elimination Chamber, right? Several months ago, we talked about Sammy, you know, Montreal Elimination Chamber was going to be, that appears to be when the crescendo is for Sammy Zayn to turn, or they turn on Sammy Zayn, the bloodline does. And he becomes a babyface, takes on Roman Reigns, challenger in his hometown, crowd goes nuts. And I said, could this be the No Way Out 2004? Where Eddie Guerrero defeated Brock Lesnar to become the WWE champion, went on to go take on Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 20. Lesnar goes on to take on Goldberg same night. They both end up leaving the company. There's a little bit more to why they dropped yeah. the title because Lesnar was on his way out. But like, there very well could be a world that we live in where Sammy wins on Saturday and it's Sammy versus Cody at WrestleMania. And somehow this whole, well, is he or won't he return? Rock comes back to take on Roman Reigns in one of the main events. And to your point, Steve Austin takes on Lesnar. It's, I mean, this is, it's to be that it's not predictable right now and it's unpredictable is a great thing. Like, that's what you want going into your show on Saturday. You want wrestling fans to be guessing 
with what's going on because one of the favorite things wrestling fans love to do throughout the year is predict WrestleMania, the matches they want to see or the matches they think they're going to get. This, to me, is pretty damn perfect because there's a lot of different angles that they could be taking. Now, granted, a week from now, we could be sitting here and Roman Reigns retains, and it's very cut and dry and easy to figure out, easy peasy, we're on our way. And maybe something happens, as you pointed out, with the Lash, uh, Lashley-Lesnar match that leads towards their fourth match at WrestleMania. But like that's what you... There's this gray area. There's this shred of confusion. And that's what you want with your with your booking. So I, I like what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. It's just, you know, I, I do love the intrigue. And this is one thing that, you know, you go back a couple of years, you and I talked about this with wrestling in general i'm like there's wrestling as a product and there's wrestling as a television show and you want to have those what ifs or tune in next week to see the fallout like those those are things about the attitude area that i think people people talk about all the great moments in in the attitude area but it was always there was always a hook or there was always a startup or something you had to tune in the following week for either on raw or on nitro and i think you know, over the last 15, 20 years, people just write wrestling shows and we don't have those hooks. We don't have those moments that make us have to tune in the following week. And that's something that I've brought up on the show that I felt like AEW struggled with was, yeah, you have the ending to the show, but it's just kind of cut and dry. And there's no reason to make me wait and anticipate the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, WWE's done a really good job of at least teasing their viewers and, and, and showing them one thing and then doing something else and, you know, making you have to tune in to watch raw and SmackDown or make sure that if you don't watch it live, you can re, you know, record it or get it on an app or, you know, but you have to watch it just to see how the story progresses. One of the things that we do know for WrestleMania 39, as we previously mentioned, is that Cody Rhodes will be in the universal WWE, excuse me, undisputed WWE universal championship match at WrestleMania 39. His opponent, Roman Reigns or Sami Zayn, will find out this Saturday once the Elimination Chambers pass us. And then it will be full steam ahead towards WrestleMania 39 and Cody Rhodes taking on one of them for the championship. Um, speaking of Cody, Dr. Trey, there are a lot of reports out there right now. There's a lot of speculation that Cody Rhodes is the next said face of WWE right now. According to Fightful Select, Rhodes is currently one of WWE's top merchandiser movers. Um, and there is a growing feeling in the company, um, especially when Nick Khan told Bill Simmons of the Ringer that Rhodes was trending towards, exact quote, becoming the new face of the company prior to his torn pec injury last year. Um, and that the WWE upper management is viewing the American Nightmare as the person dethroned Roman Reigns as a top star where we have to have serious consideration right now whether or not Cody Rhodes is that new face of WWE. We've talked about it, sprinkled in here a little bit there and here and there over the last couple of weeks, but now it's raining in our face, Dr. Trey. I think I can see it. I can see him be the media guy the, and the merchandise mover, the baby face of the company. I could see that going forward, um, but I don't necessarily know if he's that next torch passing from Austin, Rock, Cena, Reigns to Cody. I don't know if it's that vain, but this would be the first time that Triple H put his flag in some superstar 
And that flag of this is the next face of the company for the next 10 to 50 years could be Cody Rhodes. Do you agree with that? So I'm thinking about this and in my mind, what, what I see Cody, Cody is everything. I think Vince hoped the Miz would, would have been where you and I love the Miz, but the Miz as a baby face never connected. He, he, he's Ric Flair esque. Like he works way better as a, as a heel than he does a good guy. I, I think when they look at him and I'm not going, I'm not comparing him in ring wise to Shawn Michaels, but he's that kind of guy where he's good looking. He's handsome. People seem to like him. He's very solid in the ring. He can do all the media stuff. He can cut the commercials. He cuts a fantastic promo. Like all the, all the boxes are checked with Cody and, and we know the crowd seems to love him as a babyface, and having the legacy of his family behind him, the diehard wrestling fans respect him. Being how, seeing how hard he's worked and coming from out of the shadow of, of his father, um, so I could see them putting their faith in Cody Rhodes. I, to me, like Cody comes off a, like I'm waiting for Cody to give me a little bit more depth and a little bit more struggle with it if that makes sense like it, it does kind of feel like since he started in wwe this this run it's everything's been kind of handed to him and outside of you know rollins Rhodes three with a torn peck it, it just kind of feel like everything's been played very very safe with cody to put him in this position um so i can understand why the company wants him to move that way and become the new face of the company because you, you can put him on a billboard. You can put him on TV. You can put him on talk shows. You can do all that stuff with him. I, I, I'm just waiting for a little more of the Cody depth to get flushed out, I guess, so to speak, before I can really connect and put my stamp on it. To me, it's like too much John Cena that I see in Cody Rhodes. And it's for all, I mean, it's for all the right reasons, right? He's yes. that guy that can go out and talk to Good Morning America, Today Show Tomorrow, cut a great promo, go do the Make-A-Wish Foundation stuff, be a hero to the kids. It's everything that you want, but it's not everything that you want as a wrestling fan in their 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah. 20s. You know, it's it's not the guy that you could relate to. We and need I, grit. You yeah, need, you need that grit, that little like. Yeah. If if Edge was, if Edge had never gotten hurt, and then they said, "Hey, this is our guy. We're building these the next 10 years around," and he was the bridge along with Cena to get to to Reigns, like. You know, there's a layer of toughness in there, and it sucks to us to say that because, like, you literally watch the guy wrestle a hell in a cell match with a torn pectoral muscle. You know, the guy's tough, but we haven't seen the anger, the animosity, the vitriol, like all those things that we've seen with everybody else you've mentioned come out of Cody yet. And that's why, like, I'm with you. I, to me, I he's very Cena esque. But at least Cena, we got to see some depth and some struggle and some things. And we haven't just seen that with Cody yet. Well, the thing I was going to say, too, is that we've, we've compared him to a used car salesman at a time. Like, we're both fans of Cody. Great in-ring worker, great guy, great personality. But there's just times where you can kind of see through his bullshit when he's talking, yeah. right? Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, like, I just, I, I feel like it's, it's too much at times. Like he's, he's at 11 way too many times. And it was the thing that I used to bash him about when he was the head of, one of the heads of AEW is he talked so much shit about WWE. They had not accomplished anything at the time. And it's like, what the f- what the fuck is he doing? Like, why is he, why is he like? That's not winning me over. Without you airing a show, and I call them a used car salesman back then, and you could see the same thing right now, where I, I just think we're six to eight months away, maybe even shorter, Doctor Trey, where the fans start to revolt on him again. I, I just I feel like that's going to happen in uh, a New York, a Boston, a Philly, Chicago. Like, I just don't see. 12 months of this love fest that we're currently seeing right now with Cody Rhodes, whether he is the face of WWE or not. Well, and if you're going to be the baby face and here's the thing, like when we say face of WWE, Roman's a, a, the face of WWE, but he's not a good guy. Right. But when you mention, but do you those, have to be anymore? Like Steve Austin was the face of WWE. Did he have to be have a good to guy? Have, you have to have a coolness factor about you. And he's got like that. You, yeah. Roman does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the same. But my, what, I was, what I was getting to was you also have to be relatable to the common man. And most of the wrestling fan base are blue-collar, hardworking people that face struggle and adversity every day, right? You see Cody come to the ring in the fanciest suits. And it's like, does – but, you know, you ne- Cena – I mean, uh, you know, we never saw Cena in a, in a three-piece suit. We never saw Austin in a three-piece suit. Hogan, never in a three-piece suit. You've never seen Reigns come out in a three – none of the people that we talk about as being, you know, iconic faces of the company ever dressed like this other than the Ric Flair. And it's like, does that translate to the guy on the fire department, you know, that – works his ass off, saves lives, seeing a guy come out in a three-piece custom suit to talk about how much adversity and struggle he's had to overcome, is that relatable? And I think that's one thing. It's like, I just want to see Cody come out to the ring in like blue jeans and a t-shirt, you know, and it, you know, even wearing his own t-shirt, whatever it is, and just come out and, and be able to look the crowd and be like, I'm just like you guys. I'm one of you guys. My dad was the son of a plumber. I'm the grandson of a plumber. He doesn't dress like the grandson of a plumber. He dresses like the grandson of the guy who founded GE. And I don't know how well that's going to translate. Like you mentioned it, six to eight months, nine months. Are people going to see this this kid come out who dresses this well, speaks this eloquently, and are they going to buy into it? Or is he going to get shoved kind of like what happened to The Miz? The Miz always overdressed when he's a baby face and the crowd couldn't relate to him. I think the last thing I want to bring up here in regard to the face, the next face of WWE Cody Rhodes conversation is something we're kind of forgetting, right? Like we're, we're thinking we're carts ahead of the horse here. Um, how about this? I, I don't want to see this Roman Reigns prime end right now. Like, I don't think we're at a part where I'm getting bored as a fan. Um, I totally understand that if he's going to start testing Hollywood's waters, so be it. But I don't, and I love Sami Zayn. I don't want to see Reigns drop the title on Saturday against Sami Zayn. I don't want to see him drop the title against Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. I want Reigns and this current run to be the face of WWE for as long as it its course naturally runs. And I think if they cut it short now, 
I can't even say short because it's been like it's been like six to seven years, but it's really been three that I feel like that he's really coming to his own, and you're like, this is on a whole nother level, and everybody equally respects him. He old babyface, whatever he's playing right now, people are like, this is this is the guy. Like this is one of the best runs we've seen in professional wrestling history, modern era right now is what Roman Reigns is doing. Like you're just not getting tired of the character. How about that? Like I don't want to see Roman no longer be the face of WWE presently. The old school guy in me tells me you build a solid heel to make an even bigger baby face. So if that day comes and that run ends and then Roman comes back as the good guy, let's just say hypothetically speaking, bloodline splinters apart after Cody beats him. And then Paul Heyman goes with Cody, you know, at some point. And then you get the big reigns come back in like six months, eight months where he's now the good guy. He's now the cool guy. He can now be Austin rock S because now we know he can cut a really compelling promo. And now he's just the big badass coming in to fight everybody fight for the right reasons. Good cause you, you think his merchandise sales are huge. Now he'd be an even bigger star. If you, if that was the route they went where, Hey, let's bring him back and be the conquering hero, taking everybody down again for a year, 18 months. Roman sales will go through the roof, and then it's an easier transition to Hollywood because now everybody likes him, and they're going to come see his movies. So that was what I was always taught. You build a heel to make him an even bigger star as a babyface when you know everybody turns against him and he has to fight for the common good uh, and restore his name and his legacy. And to that point, Dr. Trey, we cannot be remiss in adding this point because the point you just made is, is absolutely fantastic, is, well, if it's not Cody now, then when is it? And who is it? Right? Solo. You think Solo Sequoia could be the next face of the company? Like, that's the I, guy no, that no, they no, should no, drop no, the title not to? the face of the company, but I'm saying, like, but that's, if you want but, to make the next heel leader. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying oh. if if it's not now for Roman to drop the title, whether it be this Saturday against Sammy or WrestleMania 39 against Cody, then who does he drop the title to? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's yeah. the tricky question because I think even – like. You and I love Sami Zayn. You and I love Kevin Owens. And those guys would make fantastic champions, but not maybe not face of the face of the company champions. Cody's a face of the company kind of guy. You know, we talked about that. Logan Paul is the kind of guy that they could actually put out there and market as well. If if Roman doesn't drop it soon, I just, you know, I don't know who that guy is that they can build a media presence around. That's not a Cody Rhodes or Logan Paul. They, I don't know how. Like we, I love Drew McIntyre on you know when he was champion, but was Drew that media savvy guy mm-hmm. when he was the champion? You know there there are there are people that transcend the industry and, and move over into pop culture, and I don't know if there's anybody else right now on the roster that can do it. But then again, they really haven't tried to build anybody up to that level. Like everybody else that's challenged Roman for the most part outside of you know, the iconic names of, you know, Cena's and Goldberg's and Lesnar's, um, nobody else they've positioned to be on par or equal with. And I still think they're struggling with that with Cody a little bit right now, uh, heading into WrestleMania season. Yeah. It's interesting times right now. Cody, potentially the next face of WWE or does Sammy derail it this Saturday? I mean, I feel like if anybody's going to be the next face of the company, you got to take that torch from Roman right now. And something also to think about, if Sammy wins the title on Saturday, is it just going to be a, a six-week run 
with the gold and he drops it to Cody at WrestleMania, that's probably not going to do Cody any favors. So we'll be preview predicting Elimination Chamber here uh, in just a few minutes. Last story I want to bring up here, Dr. Trey, is there's a, a huge update here on Jay White, New Japan wrestling star Jay White, who I feel like outside of MJF is uh, going to be the number one free agent, or FTR, I would say, from a tag team perspective. But there's going to be some really big name free agents over the next 12 months, one of those being Jay White, who I feel like MJF, you could build a company around. I am a huge fan uh, of the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Jay White, former Bullet Club leader, I guess, or current Bullet Club leader. But nonetheless, he lost his match against Hikaleo uh, about over the weekend. Um, and that was a loser leaves Japan match. So he can no longer wrestle in Japan based on those stipulations. He is set to face Eddie Kingston this Saturday at uh, the new J- Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Battle in the Valley event here in the United States in San Jose, California. There was a like just hours ago an updated um, uh, stipulation to that match is if um, Jay White loses, he can no longer wrestle in New Japan at all, and if Eddie Kingston loses, he can't wrestle anybody from New Japan. That includes Forbidden Door or what have you. So um, that is the added stipulation of the match. So that just goes to show you that something's probably up here. And even further to that, Jay White had an interview with Sports Illustrated um, when he discussed leaving Japan and what his future may hold. Jay White said, so much as possible, impact AWWE will see. There are reports out there that WWE is feeling confident that um, they can sign Jay White. Everybody's being quiet on the WWE side. Jay White also said in regards to what he has achieved in New Japan that he's at peace with it. Dr. Trey, I, I don't know how much you've seen of Jay White. I think he is an amazing, amazing talent. I have been on Jay White for the last three, four years that uh, I've seen him. Once he came back and was wrestling with Chaos for a little bit, then he turned on them and joined Bullet Club. Been the new leader ever since Kenny left. I, I, this is going to be a big get for whoever. He wants to wrestle in the United States. I think it's he's going to be ending up in WWE. Your thoughts here on the um, potential impact Jay White, Jay White could have on a promotion here in the United States and where you think he could end up in the United States here in the next couple of months. Yeah, this. So I'm going to take this down a little bit of breath. I think Jay White's a fantastic wrestler, great promo guy, bigger than I thought he was. Because um, the first time I thought I saw Jay White, I thought it was Brian Kendrick, because of the hair and the and the goatee. Um, my my only worry, and this is from a lifelong WWE fan, is outside of Drew McIntyre, have we really had anybody with a heavier accent be the world champion? Like they typically take their, Sheamus. but Seamus was not really a promo guy back then during his initial runs. They kind of, it was more about fighting than anything. I don't know with Seamus it's, but you know, when you look at a guy like that could have the impact of Jay White, it's like, for some reason I kind of put Jay White in upper mid card land in WWE. Like, He'd be the next AJ kind of guy. Like the guy that you can put in the ring with anybody is going to make him a star. That kind of guy. Like he's going to be a great hand, upper mid card, could get a world title run, but not maybe not face of the company, long term type of guy in WWE. AEW, 
I don't know until they get a. I don't really know what's AEW up AEW comes to that stuff because they just don't. I don't know if they don't focus on the world title enough. It just doesn't feel important. So maybe he can get a, a, a solid run in AEW at that point. But to me, like WWE, like it makes a lot of sense for him. Makes a lot of sense for the branding. Makes a lot of sense for the new you know, United Kingdom promotion when it comes around to have somebody that they can send over there as well that can fit in. I, I just don't know what his potential is in WWE because his accent is pretty heavy. So do, you think, do you think we could get away with that anymore, though? I mean, you have a guy on Raw who is from Ireland now as your lead announcer. I, I think those days are past this, Dr. Trey. I think they're more of a global brand that we're giving them credit for. I think it depends on, once again, how, like, I don't know if I've, I still haven't figured this out yet. I don't know if I'm a fan of Kevin Patrick yet. So I'm still working through that. But, you know, Drew's accent is much lighter than Seamus's. You know, he sounds like an American that has a little bit of a Scottish accent where sometimes when you hear Jay White, that, that Cockney British accent kind of comes out and you kind of lose a little bit of what he's saying in translation. I... I still think that you're right that we've gone more global and it's less of an issue now than it was 15 years ago. But to me, I just, they don't seem to have a lot of faith in putting the top guy as an accent guy when it comes to their wrestling business, I guess. And even with raw with Kevin Patrick, I still think they view raw as the B show because Cole's their main announcer. So to me, like that's their backup show. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying. I just I just feel like to me that um, Jay White is like the closest I've seen, and I mentioned this many times in the podcast before. To Prime Triple H when he was on the rise before he was the game, I I just feel like Jay White is such a good character, in ring performer, personality that he's going to resonate and be very successful in WWE. So. I think he's WWE bound, and I think I think he is. I, I think he could be a top talent for the company this year. Should he sign with him? I think if he went to AEW, I think he would get lost, which we're seeing a lot with with a lot of these big signings nowadays. And and he's been there. He's been in AEW. He's done Forbidden Door. If if he wanted to go there, he could go there tomorrow. I I just I. I just think that if if he was AEW bound, we would know. And I think there's so much smoke right now with the WWE angle that I think that's that's where he ends up. And I think that's the right move for Jay White right now. I think he could be a bigger star in WWE than AEW, which is mind-boggling to think because a year and a half ago, I would have said the complete opposite. By the way, wasn't Hikaleo on WWE's radar just like a few he months is. ago? Hikaleo is. Tamatunga is. Yeah. Yeah. Tamatunga. There's, so, there's I mean, a lot of people on the radar of WWE right now. What if they sign JY Hikaleo Tonga and they do a the younger version of the Bullet Club coming in his heels against the older version? I to me they, I they I can do it. Bring, I think when they bring Jay White in, he's gonna come in as a heel. Yeah, hundred percent. And then wait to see if if how the how he translates to the audience. Because once again, Gunther doesn't talk a lot, and he's he's you know German, and then you got Ludwig Kaiser. So they do have. People, you look at somebody like Shinsuke Nakamura, who maybe is arguably the most talented, you know, wrestler in the world, and he's an afterthought in WWE now. Like they gave him that big push early on, but now he's, you know, that upper mid card guy, and that's what I worry about with somebody like Jay White is, can he translate to the American audience? Because although as, as global as we want to be, 
the focus is the American audience. And, and can somebody like Jay White translate over to, you know, Bubba Joe in Kansas? I think right now we're going to be getting AJ Styles, Jay White at WrestleMania if AJ Styles is healthy. Um, I mean, you could say the same thing with with a guy like AJ Styles, though. Right? I mean, we probably could have been having the same conversation, not on the the accent wise, but like, is AJ Styles going to relate to the WWE audience? I I just think Jay White has that it factor. I really do, and I think I, are we are we both in agreement that we think he ends up in WWE though? That- yeah, I mean, as much as he did Forbidden Door, I still think, I mean, the connections he has in WWE are a little bit stronger. And WWE can look at him and go, hey, this is how we see you run, you know, coming through the company the next three years. They can actually lay out a plan where AEW is like, come on in, we'll find a spot. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they can actually formulate a game plan for Jay White to be successful easier in WWE than they can in AEW. All right, we got one more stop until WrestleMania 39. Last thing we want to talk about on this week's edition of the podcast, preview and predictions for Elimination Chamber this Saturday from the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, you can watch it on the Peacock this Saturday or WWE Network everywhere else. Uh, Dr. Trey, let's get to the first match here. Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I have Edge and Beth Phoenix win this one. This is where they get their comeback against the Judgment Day. Yeah, I, I hate that it's kind of taken this long to get to it, but because it kind of feels like it got left for too long a little bit. But yeah, I got Edge and Beth winning as well, getting their comeuppance, and you know maybe setting up Edge and and Finn for WrestleMania. Uh, next match here is Bobby Lashley taking on Brock Lesnar. Doctor Trey, what say you? This one's hard for me to pick because Lesnar's got to be the attraction. So I'll, I'll take Lesnar getting the win, setting him up for whatever he's doing at WrestleMania because you, you can't have Lesnar lose now and then come back in six weeks and then possibly lose again. So I'll take Lesnar getting the win over Bobby Lashley. I'm going to take Bobby Lashley. Lesnar leads 2-1 in this series. Um, I believe it's 2-1. I thought it was 1-1. No, this no, it's 1-1. Yeah, 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 you're right, 1-1. So they did Royal Rumble, then they did the match at Crown Jewel. So I'm going to take Bobby Lashley. I think that there's interference from the returning Hurt Business, because Bobby was was being a little bit heelish on this past week's edition of Monday Night Raw. Like, if you're a babyface, why aren't you in the ring signing the contract? So I think he, MVP, Omos, and Shelton and Cedric uh, reunite at Saturday's Elimination Chamber. Uh, Next match here is Austin Theory defending the United States Championship in an Elimination Chamber match against Seth Freakin' Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. I'm excited for this one because it's a lot of different wrestlers that are getting a great opportunity in a high-profile match to showcase their stuff. Uh, specifically, looking forward to seeing Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford get this opportunity. Seth freaking Rollins is a mainstay, and Austin Theory has definitely proved his worth over the last year plus. Uh, with that said, I'm going to take Austin Theory to retain the United States Championship and winning this match. I think he needs a W heading into a match with John Cena at WrestleMania 39. Dr. Trey, what say you? So I'm gonna take a little bit of the old school, and this is this is where we're like this is once again how you're gonna get way ahead of me. So old school WWE approach is if it's an important match, there's gotta be a title on the line. Um, you could do theory Cena for the US title, but I'm gonna take Seth Rollins to set up Seth Rollins and Logan Paul for the US title at WrestleMania, where then Logan Paul would actually win the US title. So I'll take Seth getting the win to set up his big match at WrestleMania where they can put the US title on Logan Paul and watch the internet lose its mind when Logan Paul has a title. I love that Dr. Trey prefaces this. This is already, it's February. It's like, this is why you're going to beat me at the end of the year. Yeah. 
He's already prefacing <laughs> it. Uh, next match here is the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 39. You have Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Dr. Trey, who do you like taking on Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 39? So for me, it comes down to two people because if you want to make a compelling match. It comes down to Asuka and Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel's a baby face, so is Bianca. So I will take Asuka uh, because the deranged Asuka is more fun and entertaining. So I will take Asuka winning the Elimination Chamber. Wait, do you think Asuka's a heel right now? Uh, kind of. Like, she literally beat up everybody on Raw. Okay. Like, she Quasi. took out. Yeah, she took out. Like, I just think that her character is that kind of like you can't control her. So she's just on that path of demolition for everybody right now. So uh, that's why I'm kind of taking her because you can build it up and, and nobody likes a clown so clowns are creepy uh i'm gonna take oscar as well i think oscar versus bianca belair is a wrestlemania main event level yep. match so i'm taking oscar to win this one and then that takes us to the undisputed w universal championship match dr trey roman reigns defends against Sami Zayn. this is the match everybody has been waiting for for the last nine to ten months a lot of speculation that this is the time to take the title off of Roman. Continue to ride that Sami Zayn wave similar to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 35. Ride that wave of momentum for the fans. Is it time? Is it the time? And is he the guy? And unfortunately, I don't think Sami is the guy to win this Saturday. I love Sami Zayn. I really do. But I mentioned it a couple minutes ago when talking about Cody Rhodes. I cannot see Cody Rhodes taking on another uber babyface at WrestleMania 39 because that could set him up to be booed like crazy in Los Angeles, California at WrestleMania 39. Sami Zayn is the wrestling fans wrestler. Cody is, sometimes he is, and sometimes he isn't, as we learned towards the end of his AW run last year. With that said, Dr. Trey, again, I am taking Roman Reigns to retain. Reigns versus Cody is a WrestleMania-level quality match. I have been convinced on that now. I'm excited for it. I feel bad for Sammy because this is really bad timing. Any other time of the year, I would say maybe this is the time to pull the trigger and give Sammy the title, but heading to WrestleMania, I just can't see it. So Roman Reigns retains and walks out as champion and walks into WrestleMania as champion again. Yeah, by the way, I have a I have a side question for you. And this is something that came up on SmackDown last week, and I didn't get a chance to ask you. So Jimmy and Jay, tag team champions, Jay's not there, but yet and I think it's because Solo wasn't there. If Solo had been there, could they have just done like Freebird rules apparently with the bloodline? Like, yeah, I, I mean know. they they did Sammy and, and yeah. Jay, right, at Raw a couple yeah. weeks back. That's why I was wondering about that. I'm like, is the bloodline get free bird rolls like the new day? Like, I don't get that. But anyway, back to this match. Uh, I I'm with you. Like as much as I would love to see Sami Zayn be the undisputed universal heavyweight champion, like my heart would melt. Like it would explode and just incapacitate myself. If that were to happen. Um, not only do I think it won't happen, but you look at uh, Cardiff, if Drew had won in Cardiff, that place would have gone nuts. They didn't pull the trigger then. True. This is in Montreal. They're not going to pull the trigger now. Uh, Cody and Roman is much more of their typical WrestleMania match. Once again, like you said, if they did Sammy versus Cody, Cody would get booed out of the building, and then that derails all of Cody's plans. So 
the easiest approach is usually the best. So I will take Roman retaining with the help of Jimmy Uso to then set up Sammy, Jimmy, Kevin, Jay for WrestleMania. So there you go. There are Elimination Chamber preview and predictions. We'll recap and review the show on next week's edition of our SRT, which, by the way, Dr. Trey, will be our celebration of our 13th anniversary of existence as a podcast. 13 years old SRT U-turns all on next week's edition of the show. Uh, with that said, let's get a couple plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday at realguyradio.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the still real the show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, like Jeff said, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Dr. Trey Franklin, where you can see all of my favorite WrestleMania pointing season pictures as well. I just go around randomly pointing at stuff, uh, WrestleMania style. So be sure to check that out. When you're on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Uh, big show coming up this Saturday as we are on the road to Wrestling Con 6 coming up uh, the weekend of or May 20th is when I'll be appearing. So as we get more names and updates for that, we'll be putting that out there as well. But go check him out on the Facebooks. Uh, good wrestling and a great commentator, by the way, as well. So there you go. Support all the great things that support SRTU. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And then, of course, join us on next week's edition of the show. So recap, review, wrestle, uh, Elimination Chamber. And begin the official climb towards WrestleMania 39. All on next week's edition of the show as we also celebrate 13 years of SRTU. So until next week, for Dr. Trey Franklin, I'm Jeff Pack. Thank you for making this part of your week. This has been the Starova Show.